0: You know, and it feels like such a 20th century movie. It feels like something David Lean would have done or tried to do uh, when he still had that kind of currency. And even then he might not have succeeded. It's incredible. Cause like, if you if you don't have time to watch all five seasons of Lost, you can just watch Fearless. <laughs> not a week goes by that I don't think of the ending of Gallipoli. It's left a mark, a uh, year of living dangerously, uh, you know, and then Something like Last Wave, even, that's so uh, deeply embedded with the land and the story of the land, the story of place. You know, I don't know that I'd seen very many movies at that point in my life that had such a down ending. And they had such a you know, sort of strong sense of folklore uh, 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 attached to it as that. And something always so poetic and lyrical about Peter Weir's work. Gallipoli was the first movie that ever traumatized me, and I don't think I ever really recovered from it. <laughs> and I'm still upset that they played it in school. Like, I don't think it's actually possible to make an. They say it's not possible to make an anti-war movie, but I think Peter Weir pulled it off. Yes. Because no one watches that movie then thinks, I want to go to war. Uh,
1: Peter Weir is the greatest director that Australia has ever produced. Like, bar none, hands down. Like, no one else is even in the room. I think you have covered some really titanic filmmakers and some really titanic films so far, but I I truly think what makes Peter Weir special and what makes you doing this one special is we don't talk about Peter Weir that way, and we should. Peter Weir is one of those guys who I don't get why he isn't a bigger name, why he isn't more in that rarefied air, yes. because I think film for film, he's one of our very best filmmakers. He has brought his a game repeatedly to many properties there are films of his that i hold very dear fearless uh you know uh, the mosquito Coast. i will fight somebody if they talk bad about the mosquito coast it's man i love that movie but in general i just think he is a special filmmaker a smart lyrical um hallucinatory filmmaker he's a very dreamy filmmaker and I don't think he gets his due.
0: You know, Master Commander is one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, you know, it's, it's easily one of the best movies of the last 20 years. It's, uh, uh, at, you know, it's a grand scale. There's a historical backdrop to it, but at the same time, there's a, such an intimacy in the relationships. Uh, which I think is not just a great film and one of the last great epics, in the truest sense, um, I, I think is actually kind of a sliding doors, change point moment in, in cinema history. I think 2003, when that comes along and it is a an old fashioned, you know, we don't make them like that anymore type film. I think if Master and Commander spawns a franchise at that point, the entire cinema landscape globally is completely different. That That's the movie that I wanted to see 10 of those, you know? Yeah, uh, and, yeah I know they are big fans of Fast and Furious and everything, and God bless you, but Master and Commander <laughs> should have been. It's one of those things, again, I, I am not, uh, I'm not a seafaring man, sir, <laughs> but there is a sense of authenticity. There's a sense of really watching a, a genuine dedication to recreating history unfold on a big screen in front of you
1: that can't help but inspire just genuine admiration and awe. If you're gonna pick a film where he really brings every one of his skills to the table, it's Master and Commander. I think you picked the right one, man.
0: Yeah, very excited to see what you you pull you pull out of this Blake.
1: That's right. Our next series is Peter Weir and Russell Crowe's Master and Commander. The series is called Podcaster and Commander.